Hello and welcome to the Chatter Cave podcast, mm-hmm. uh, where, you know, usually you just talk about random shit, but in this case, we're doing reviews, mm-hmm. as we do on occasion. Obviously, we're doing them quite more often now, just because we want to try and get through the Jurassic Park franchise before Dominion's out. And we're not dead. And we're not dead, yes. <laughs> uh, so we might as well utilise the not-deadness mm-hmm. to actually do something for a change. Uh, obviously, two weeks ago, uh, we covered Jurassic Park, the mm-hmm. original 1993 classic by Steven Spielberg. Uh, today we're doing the 1997 follow-up, the Lost World Jurassic Park, the not-so-classic, mm. then again, none of them are really as classic as the original. Mm. But they are all good in their own way. I'm guessing like we were just, just started to get conceived around this time. Uh, probably, yeah. Mm. I don't know when this came out, exactly in 97. Uh, I don't know if it was late 97, early 97. Yeah. I don't really look at the day. I just looked at 1997 just went, okay. We still weren't born. Yeah, That's... we weren't born until number three. Mm. The most hated Jurassic Park movie there is. Uh, but one we actually enjoy. Yeah, we do. Um, but yeah, so we're going to talk about this one. Mm. Uh, as always, I'm the host of Ranking Thomas Hughes. I have the lovely uh, Lickler, a.k.a. Hayden. Hey. Uh, sitting through this franchise with me. <laughs> uh, what kind of gets weeks off every now and again mm. i mean he gets his time off anyway but you know it's an excuse to still do a podcast and he gets his time off so either way it's a win-win for him because mm. he's still getting the content out while not being here so win-win for you connor win-win um you know i, I did have a Jurassic park t-shirt all lined up for this uh but a walk to the shop's in warm weather while wearing a coat because it was cold and then yeah. it went warm equals sweat and means that I'm now stuck in a Cobra Kai t-shirt uh, flashing my arms. But... I mean, yeah, there is that notion of the, the guns are out. Uh, as Screen 5 put it, Hobson mm. Shaw. You are, you are wearing the Jurassic Park shorts. But it, yeah, I am wearing the Jurassic Park shorts yeah. just off screen. You can't see that because the, the, the bulge is massive. I've also got the Jurassic Park yeah. cock sock on. Uh, you just can't see that as well because censorship <laughs> reasons. Um, and then there's a dress pot fong as well. There's loads of stuff that you can't see because of censorship. That's where it's gone. Nicked it. <laughs> uh, yes, I did steal it. Yes. Uh, that is what you get for having it off with Jeff last time. It's, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's karma. It's karma. It's Jeff Goldblum. Yeah, but it's karma because I wanted him. Because this movie is pure Jeff Goldblum. Mm-hmm. I mean, I said to you before we started, when we were watching it was... Mm. He's not the same type of character he was in the first one. Yeah, he still has that quirkiness every now and again, but he's more of a traumatized, s- traumatized serious character, which is very upsetting because we love Jeff Goblin in the first yeah. movie. He had a lot of charm. That... It becomes more like Alan. Yeah, it becomes more of the Alan at mm-hmm. the start of Jurassic Park, not the end of Jurassic Park when he's more, yeah. you know, helping the kids and looking after him and that. He's, he's basically the Alan from the mm. start. And then to replace that Jeff, they've now got Vince Vaughn. <laughs> he's probably my favourite character just because he's got obviously that sort of subplot of espionage wanting to save the dinosaurs mm-hmm. while also being the cameraman I mean I feel like that's one thing this franchise does suffer with until Jurassic World really starts kicking off is mm-hmm. it's side characters the The first movie had a lot of really good characters uh, whereas this one it doesn't I feel like the only good one of Invincible is probably the hunter just because there's a lot more to this character because there is actually emotion to it from that mm. one scene where his friend dies and he's sitting there by this T-Rex that somebody he's spent the entire movie trying to capture and he sat there and the guy's like, oh, why aren't you mm. happy? You've just literally just done what you said you wanted to do. You, you're basically uh, Captain Ahab. You finally killed or captured Moby mm. Dick. And he's like, yeah, but my friend's dead. Mm. Like, it could have been so 
a one-dimensional character. Yeah, he could have just literally been a hunter. And the villain, ha ha ha, shoot, shoot, shoot. Well, he wasn't really a villain, was he? No. Essentially, the villain is the nerd. Yeah, like he's he was actually quite a like you know, you, character. He's you, got, he, he, yeah, he likes to hunt people, like animals. <laughs> yes, not people. Yeah, he's not specifically one of those type of hunters. <laughs> he likes to hunt animals and stuff, but he's got this other side to him, which is more redeemable. Like he actually still cares about people, and it's more of he's doing it to feel like he's alive. And so, because that's hinted at mm. uh, when he uh, speaks to uh, Julianne Moore's um, Sarah mm-hmm. character, when he speaks to her, uh, obviously the love interest of Jeff Goldblum in this, uh, who, if you played mm-hmm. Telltale game, is actually the daughter of uh, Harding from the first movie, the old guy who in this Telltale game is actually quite <laughs> young. Uh, so there's a lot of weird stuff going on there, but I mean. Uh, when he speaks to her because she's covered in blood mm. and he's like, are you injured? Like That's like him being mm. human, like noticing that she might be hurt. But in reality, obviously, she's not because it's just T-Rex blood. But that moment, like, that shows there's a hint instantly that this isn't just like your generic hunter who's just mm-hmm. there to capture a prize, which he's constantly going on about, oh, I want to capture a male T-Rex, I want to capture a book. Like, that there is your one-dimensional character. He's just got a goal, simple as. Mm-hmm. But then they actually add the emotions to that character by that scene there alone and then uh, obviously when his friend dies and the fact he's just in general trying to protect his friend like mm. when the they destroy the camp and the the fucking triceratops or whoever throws the fucking truck in the air and it on fire and almost hits the tree mm. and he instantly's like to his mate jump like that there it shows that he's not just this one-dimensional human being which makes him probably one of the best <clears throat> inclusions in this franchise yeah. up until fallen kingdom brings in obviously owen as this more comedic Basically, it's the Jeff Goldblum from the first movie. Mm. So, yeah. He's probably the best sort of in- extra character. Obviously, and you also got... Uh, uh, the guy who gets ripped apart by the T-Rex. I don't remember his fucking name. Mm. on my head. Um, obviously, the one who's got his... He's a uh, Pac-Man on his uh, giant phone. <laughs> Whatever that fucking phone was. Um, obviously, you got him who comes into it just to be basically... Mm. Kind of a bumbling fool. I mean... The whole sequence of him trying to save these characters. Like at first it's badass, he's driving through the jungle, he's trying yeah. to rescue them, and then it's just like, Oh, he fails to get a rope around the tree, um, he fails to get the, the hook on the, the truck, he keeps falling in the dirt, mm. like his gun gets fucking stuck within a the fucking like a rope, like a netting in the truck, and it's like, Oh well, this guy's kind of useless. Yeah, like it reminded me of Nedley. Yeah. When he's panicking and falling everywhere. Reminded me of that. But obviously a different type of character to the fact that he's meant to, to be a good guy. Mm. He's not someone who's trying to cause an issue. He's literally trying mm. to save a lot of people. Or three people specifically who are currently hanging over a fucking edge of a cliff. A cliff that does actually mean to be, exist this time around. Mm. Uh, unlike the first movie, which <laughs> I never really noticed. And I brought it up to you when we was walking to the shop. So I was like, wait, I was watching something. It was on about the fact that this cliff isn't meant to be here. This, uh, with the T-Rex paddock. It's like, mm. where the fuck's this cliff come from? And I was like, shit, I've never noticed that. I watched this movie a million times. Never noticed that. But this time the cliff actually is meant to be there, which is quite cool. Um, but I do like the fact that they've upped the ante of a lot of the dinosaurs here. Like, You've got stuff that weren't in the first one, the Stegosaurus, mm. uh, the Pachycephalosaurus. Um, you do obviously see, finally see a, a pterosaur. Yeah, we see the compies as well. So the compies, the mm. vicious little fuckers. <laughs> I mean, fuck me. I mean, that opening sequence alone. So yeah. that's the, fir- the first film's open sequence, yeah, it's the raptor. It drags him into the, obviously, the fucking enclosure and kills him. Mm. Yeah, yeah it, that's quite spooky because it's like, whoa, 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 what's going, what's going on here? But that's an adult. Mm. This opening for this scene literally sees a little kid off screen get murdered by compies. Yeah. And it's like, 
whoa, that, that is, is they still. I mean, this is still a PG, and they've gone to the level of killing a kid. Something you wanted to happen in the first movie. Yeah. You wanted like, one of the two kids to die. I think it'd be more emotional. Yeah, and obviously it never happened, but this time around mm. it's instantly like, oh yeah, we're going to kill a lot of kids to compies because these are little bastards. I mean, it shows you later on when um, that guy dies, uh, one of the hunters, the, mm. one, the one who actually recognised in terms of actors. Mm. Um, and obviously you see that sequence, obviously that really terrifying chase, the slowest of chases, mm. like jumps on his back, bites him, gets him off, starts scaring him off with rocks, gets him again. Yeah. Gets him off. Gets him again. Managed to climb over a fucking like a tree trunk and then you just the blood dripping all the way through mm. the, the river. Like that is such that is such an intense, slow chase. I mean if you look at the first one, you had the chase in the first one with uh, Ellie when she's getting chased by the raptors in the building. Like that was a fast paced. Mm. I mean all the raptor chases in the first movie were fast paced. But these this was a slow like Agonite. it was like a ser- it's like a serial killer. Like just taunting his prey, mm. like just slowly drawing out, like he's he's cut like a major artery, they're slowly bleeding out, and he's not going for the kill, he's just mm-hmm. slowly following them. But this time it's like an army of little bastards. Yeah, just... I love how like the size, one of them on the road makes it seem like, like the first one that the kid thinks is really cute. It's like, it's yeah, like a, when he tries to taste like it, it's a little start. tiny animal. Then obviously with him, he's, he tastes it, it's just a little pest. Yeah, not gonna do not gonna do. But much. when they're together, it's mm. like. It's essentially like the raptors when they're together. Yeah, the raptors are deadly alone, but when they're together, they're a pack. They're yeah. basically wolves. The same with this, mm. except they're so small More that like they're rats. so they're like literally like getting swarmed by a, mm. a swarm of rats, which is kind of more terrifying than wolves because yeah. I mean you get loads on you. You're and the whole point of a wolf is that like yeah, they're what on their own they can be quite powerful in the pack. They're dangerous. But it's kind of easy to escape them in a way. Like you can at least hide. But it's rats you can't really. It's like Yeah, like the rats they can get through under holes and stuff, they can get through spaces. Whereas a wolf is gonna be blocked by a door or something. Exactly. And I do like with this mm. there's a lot of close up shots. Like the CGI on the compies actually looks pretty decent. Mm. And then the this the practical compies they use, which for the close up shots look really yeah. good. I mean there's that whole close up shot where it's biting his lip. And mm. he's trying to get it off his lip. He's ripping his lip off. He's pecking it in. Like, all on him. Yeah, it's like, that is really fucking good. I mean, that could have just been all CGI. Mm. Literally, they could have just done that digitally, but they didn't. They went with the practical. Nowadays, you 100% that would have been CG. Mm. But then they went for the practical side of it. Because the practical side of Jurassic Park is always the best side of Jurassic Park. Because the dinosaurs look so good. The baby T-Rex looks mm. amazing. The baby Stegosaurus looks amazing. Uh, the adult Stegosaurus, when they showed, mm. obviously, CG, uh, a practical like, one of them. The baby t- like uh, tricep as well. You see, you see an adult one as well, which looks mm. really good. Um, obviously, the, the two, they used two T Rexes this time, which is so fucking yeah. cool. Like, I, I just think in general, this movie, I said to you, it improves the CGI mm. from the first. The first one, yeah, for its time, uh, looked really good. It was like groundbreaking, mm. which is why Spielberg used a lot more. Uh, but it, nowadays, it just looks kind of eh, CGI. But this actually looks a lot better. Yeah, there's like one or two shots when you like. Uh, yeah, but overall, it's a vast improvement. Um, Compies, for example, the T Rexes, mm. the Raptors, um, and a few of the other ones, the Stegosaurus. I think the only the real one where you can notice, like some of the CGI, because there's loads of it, is the hunting scene mm-hmm. when they're in the when they're obviously driving, trying to capture all the dinosaurs. 
Mm. That's probably the only time you can really notice some CGI, especially the I think it's like a brachiosaur or something like yeah. that. You can see like this, you can tell it's a bit. Mm. There's so many on screen. Yeah, there's so much on screen that mm. they have to put so much. I can, I can see that's the same issue with uh, the Galling Mimus in the first one. There's that mm. many of them that if there was one, it might not look too bad because there's loads of them. That's why it looks a bit eh. Mm. Especially with the fact they put a lot more effort onto the T Rex in that scene. Whereas this, I feel like a lot more effort is gone for the uh, Pachycephalosaurus. Mm-hmm. That one's got a lot of uh, effort in there. Because, I mean, that is full CG. And then they do a really cool transition when it's caught. Mm-hmm. Like it goes into a quick close up and it's practical. Which I love with this is the fact that there's a lot of these really good transitions mm-hmm. from CG to practical, practical to CG. The raptor scene at the end when it's on the roof. It's it's clearly a practical raptor on the roof falling off, but as it hits the ground, it transitions into CG next mm-hmm. to the already CG yeah. raptor, and you can't really tell because the li- obviously the lighting mm-hmm. helps heavily. The lighting always helps with your digital effects, but it's such a really good transition. It's so smooth. It's so fucking mm. good. I mean, the transitions in general, and this is so good. I mean, that transition at the start with the the <laughs> mom screaming at the fact her daughter's just been killed by obviously compies. It just cuts to Jeff Goldblum yawning. Like that is such a good transition. Like they've got, she's got the backdrop of this tropical like, island, mm-hmm. and it cuts to the transition of him, but with a tropical island backdrop, <laughs> yawning. That's Literally. such a, a really. It's not. It's not. It's a good transition. It's a funny transition. It basically you just had this traumatizing moment. It's good to like try and get your audience a bit more mm-hmm. lighter, happier because it's like the start of the fucking movie. Yeah, like You've the, just witnessed a kid, kid dying. Um, it's Jeff Goldblum. Exactly, it's like such a smooth transition and such a fucking funny transition, which is so mm. good. And one other thing I do like about this, obviously, yeah, you do have all these new characters, which are kind of a bit eh, but they do bring back a couple of old characters. You see John Hammond at the start mm. and at the end. Kids. Uh, you see the kids all grown up now, which is quite cool. Uh, so I do like the fact that they, they haven't just <laughs> gone, okay, we're just bringing Jeff back. No, we're bringing back them, which is pretty cool. I mean, they brought back Steven Spielberg for this one. So, I mean, they could have got any director to do this. Spielberg could have mm-hmm. gone to do anything, but... He stayed to do the sequel at least. He didn't do the third one, which is upsetting because I feel like it would be, it might have improved that one more in terms of people's eyes. Mm. But he he did this one, which does make this a not a bad sequel. And again, I don't think any of the Jurassic Park movies are bad sequels in general. Mm. It's one of the franchises where I think each movie has its moments. Each one's got their own flaws, but most of the most of it is just it's still good to watch. It's I still, still think film. I still think they're all pretty entertaining mm. in their own rights, even yeah. if there's stuff I don't like. Like I said to you. Uh, this is probably my least favourite of the Jurassic mm-hmm. Park movies but I still found it really entertaining re-watching it just with mm-hmm. you I still love every moment of it but I still think well I could change my mind it could be a thing where as I watch the next one again and go okay no I, I do yeah. actually prefer this bit more now after re-watching it but at the moment no, no my knowledge of what I've seen mm-hmm. so already in my life this is my weak, least favourite my weakest of the Jurassic Park Jurassic World or mm-hmm. just Jurassic it's easier to acknowledge a uh, universe, mm-hmm. uh, which is upsetting because it's pure Jeff Goldblum. Yeah. I just think it's just, the, I feel like if he was Jeff Goldblum, like he wasn't the first one, I feel like mm. I would have loved it even more, but because he's just been like a more dad Jeff Goldblum, it's just kind of takes it away a little bit. Like he's mm. a bit, the traumatized side of him. Because I mean, I said to you, that I was with Alan, the, the next one, like he doesn't want to go to the island. He doesn't mind flying over yeah. it to look, but he doesn't want to go to the island. Whereas he's instantly like, I'm going to that island. My yeah. girlfriend's there. Yeah, my girlfriend's there. I've got to save her. Uh, so it's like a different side of that. Like, yeah, he's traumatised, but he's still going there. Whereas Alan's traumatised, he does not want to go there. Mm. So there's that That kind of shows the difference between their characters. Um, 
And again, that does show it kind of does, it's kind of a little callback to Jeff Goldblum in the first one when he pulls a flare. Like mm. it's already like it's okay. It's already like been drawn away the T Rex, but he pulls a flare anyway and makes it follow him because mm-hmm. he's trying to save the kids because he's got kids of his own. Mm-hmm. And he, he mentions he's got like three kids. And I think he says in the first one he's got yeah. like three kids, two different wives. Yeah, but obviously we only see the one kid in this, the uh, mm-hmm. the one who has the Raptors kryptonite, the gymnastics. I mean, of all things to have like to defeat a Raptors gymnastics, mm. it's quite funny. I mean, you got like an army of guys with like rifles, shotguns. Oh no, they're instantly taken all out. What <laughs> takes a Raptor down? Gymnastics. I mean, oh. that whole like I feel like every sequence involving like the the, the more terrifying side of the I mean, dinosaurs yeah. is so good. I mean, you got the Early on with the obviously T Rex when it kills obviously their friend, mm-hmm. like that sequence alone, like They're it's both killing him. It's, it, it's the, kill. the build up to it, the fact that they go after the baby, they get mm-hmm. the baby and they're still standing them over the cliff, hanging for their lives, they, and they fuck off. He comes to save them, and they come back anyway. Mm-hmm. And it, even the CG when they're there looks so good, and it transitions when it's attacking the car into practical mm-hmm. heads when they smash it through the roof, and then they pick him up throw him in the air and rip him apart it's just oh my god that's so mm. fucking good to watch i mean it's not good to be a part of that being ripped apart by a t-rex but i mean it's so good to watch as a, a you know cinema goer you want to see some like really cool moments i mean the biggest moment the first one was the toilet scene mm. this tops the toilet scene for well, me definitely because i see joy is better b it's more terrifying because i mean mm. toilet guy he's a coward he hid in the toilet he, he left the kids in the car and hid in the toilet. Mm. This guy, he's come back to save people's lives and he's paid the price to it. He's died, which is a shame. Mm. But that whole sequence is so well built. Even the music is so well done. The build up to it with the boom, boom. And you see him come through the trees mm. and then he's looking and he's like, fuck. And they're looking into the car to see him. And it's just like, whoa, that's so good. And you're like, okay, how are they going to top that? And obviously they do the compy scene, which is like really like yeah. so drawn out. And like, okay, how are they going to top this so far? <laughs> and then the T Rex attack on the camp. Oh my god! Because like, the whole slow like human realization. There's the slow the puddle moving, and he's like, like, oh shit! And it goes out because it's obviously going after the blood on obviously yeah. Sarah's jacket, which is, I mean, you got to get rid of that earlier on. Why would you carry wearing a jacket? It's yeah. wearing a jacket was covered in blood. You'd get rid of it straight away, and it goes after that. And it, it's scary, and obviously she's in there with the daughter, and they're uh, trying mm. to like hide. And that one guy wakes up. The guy's listening to fucking uh, the Coco soundtrack. He wakes up and he starts screaming. Everyone uh, wakes up. Then there's like a whole mm. army of people like running for their lives. It's, it's funny because it's just like an army of men just shitting themselves. Yeah. Like it's not like the end sequence where it's like loads of different, like obviously both genders like running for their life. Mm. It's just like an army of men. Hunters who have gone there to hunt dinosaurs just crapping themselves face mm. to face with a T-Rex. Well, I mean, you would, really. I mean, yeah. you're going to shit yourself in front of a T-Rex. Mm. A fucking T-Rex. It's just how it's an arm. You see I'm on the scurry. Like, mm. yeah, fuck this. Get out of here, lads. Get out of here. I mean, like that, that, that whole scene, you see the female T-Rex, the one that's chasing Yeah, and the male's just like after the crackers. You see the male in the background like, ooh, I'm going to eat what's on the floor here. Yeah, the male's just after the crackers at uh, mm. the little kid had. <laughs> he just wants to have animal crackers. He just wants them. He's looking for a giraffe. He just wants a giraffe animal cracker. Um, but I do love that. Obviously, you still got Jeff Goldblum. Still sort of stood there while everything's going on. He's mm-hmm. there trying to get away and everything. And he sort of managed to hide while everyone's like running for their lives. The female T-Rex is chasing after everyone. Mm-hmm. 
Um, there's the guy who screams, goes down first, he gets stomped. That stomp, when he, obviously he falls in the water and everyone's trampling him. And you're like, shit, he's done for now. And the T-Rex stomps him into the water, mm. picks him up, and he's dangling from the foot. That's so menacing, especially when he goes back down again and he's still on the foot. And then he just finally comes off and it's like, that is one way to die. He's getting stomped on by a T-Rex and dragged around. Essentially, like, stamping on shit mm. and dragging it through your house. And being like, fuck, i got shit on my foot. And flicking it off your foot. It's the equivalent of that, but a bloke. And a T-Rex first. And then you got the whole waterfall when they're hiding the waterfall. And the fucking, it gets that, obviously, the hairy, hairy biker, as you like mm. to say. The fucking snake goes down his shirt and it eats him. And it's the fact that you don't see it fully eating. You see the blood mm-hmm. trickle down yeah. the waterfall. And that is just... It's still PG. It's still PG. Mm-hmm. You're allowed to use a little bit of blood here and there. But it's just it's just the trickle of the blood down the waterfall. Makes you, ooh. Mm-hmm. And then it's the moment when Vince Vaughn's like, it's coming back. And you're like, oh, no. Mm-hmm. And it's just Jeff Goblin running. He's like, hey, guys, let's get out of here. <laughs> and it, you're like, okay, how's it going to top that sequence? Cuts to the long grass. You see him running for the long grass. you got... You got uh, obviously the hunter's mate going, "Don't go into the long grass," <laughs> and yet he goes into the long grass himself. And then you finally get to the raptors because I mean they've been teased already. There's the mention of we need to go to this location mm-hmm. to call for reinforcements uh, because our radio's broke because you broke it when you released all the dinosaurs earlier on. Uh, so we need to go to this so you can basically call for help. Problem is there's raptors here. We're gonna have to be careful. That's instantly gone out the window when the T-Rex attacks. They're all running for the long grass. You see the raptors' tails and the heads oh, poke out yeah. the grass. Then it zooms out. You see them running in the grass. You see the lines mm. in the grass. And then, boom, one by one, taking them out. And then you get to the new raptor designs, the stripes, yeah. the new colouring. They look so good. You get some mm. funny hunts the pack. And then it obviously goes after Jeff Goldblum and that. Obviously, Vince Vaughn's gone for help. Uh, T-Rex has been taken down the male one by obviously the hunter mm. and then you see the raptors going after uh, trying to like take uh, Jeff Goldblum eh? like he jumps he goes into the store shuts the door raptor through the window goes out of the store uses a door to block him goes into the car raptor's like peeking mm. its head through the glass trying to get through um, you also then got obviously the two women trying to dig their way out the raptors trying to dig in mm. they know they're digging in they try and get in the other way gymnastics comes into play when Jeff Goldblum finally gets into the fucking building um, she is that how she smashed it? Like, it's practical. You mm. see the practical raptor go out the window, and a practical dead raptor with spikes oh, through it. So good. That is just really well fucking done. And then once it's dead, obviously they manage to get out. Vince Vaughn saves them. They get in the helicopter, fly away. And you're like, okay, how is this going to be topped even more? You see the ra- you see the T Rex caught. <laughs> and it's like, oh yeah, we're taking it back to San Diego. <laughs> and you see it all got cut to like like probably like a few weeks later. Mm. It's like it's a journey, but from Costa Rica, yeah. it's going to be like a couple of going to be a while. And it's like uh, fucking Jeff Goblin and uh, obviously uh, Julianne Moore all dressed up nicely mm. trying to get into this like, exhibit. Cops won't let them in. And then the fucking the business guy's like, let them in. Let them in. Let them see this. Boat smashes. T-Rex gets loose. And it's just fucking menacing as fuck. Yeah, because obviously when it's escaped, the T-Rex, because obviously it just wants its baby, which mm-hmm. they kidnapped. Yeah. Uh, and... It's the first shot you get with it, obviously, because at this point now you're like, oh shit, it's actually off an island within mm. real life. And it's like, well, we've never seen this before. We've only seen it confined in an island or islands. And then it takes it to an actual city. And it's the first bit with the kid. And it's like, the, you see that it breaks into his back garden. His water's rumbling in his mm. fish tank. Dog's having a bark. Parents come in because he's woke him up. And then they're arguing like, oh, it's your fault because you fed him too late. No, it's your fault because this fish tank, mm. the light's waking him up. And they're having this argument. And then you just see the T-Rex head rise, 
dog chained into mouth because it ate the dog. Uh, like fucking, the dog house hanging from its mouth, and then it's the the fact that they're both just instantly like it's it's just like a calm scene at first, it's like really scared, and the kid takes a picture, causes it to roar, and it's mm. just like scream as low as we can there at this. And obviously, it cuts back to Jeff, uh, Jeff Goblin, that doesn't it? Then, mm. and then we get the fucking chase for the city blockbuster video store with the fake uh, yeah. movies. They got the fake Castaway, like Tom Tom Hanks in like some Storm movie, which is basically the poster for Castaway. Some William Shakespeare movie starring fucking Arnold Schwarzenegger. It's like so many fucking like fake movies. Mm. I, I don't get that. They could have literally it's Universal. They had so many films. I could have like they've made fake mm. movie boards. Why didn't they shoot real movies? They can do that. Like their own movies, like mm. uh, ET was out at that point. Why didn't they fucking throw an ET poster yeah. up? Uh, they could have thrown anything. It's up. like how in like in Spider Man they use like Star Wars Lego and stuff like that because obviously Star Wars is owned by Disney. It's literally could have used anything. Mm. Obviously, it's quite funny to try and spot these fake posters and go, "Okay, that's meant to be this. This is meant to be mm. that." So it's quite funny. And I did like the the chase we get for the city. Uh, you got T Rex like a slamming into a bus like everyone's hanging out the bus on the side uh it's just chasing after everyone's cars are flying you got one guy trying to get into block to get his uh trying to send his rental back before he gets charged gets dragged off completely and eaten off screen you hear that that horrible sound when he's gargling Mm. blood and it's like ooh, you're straight for your ears and it's like nasty as fuck Mm. and it's just it's just a slow build obviously when they finally get the baby and have to draw it away to back to the boat to try and lure it back onto the boat, but obviously you got the fuck up with the guy on the boat trying to get after the baby and the T Rex oh, yeah. creeping like, in, in the background, just like creeping in, like get... tiptoeing. Oh shit! <laughs> finally killing that terrible villain off. Yeah, so, I mean you wouldn't really call him, but he's a businessman. He's not antagonist, really antagonist. He's antagonist. Yeah, he's not really antagonist. like your Thanos or something. He's just someone yeah, he's who's just an arsehole. To the main guys and the dinosaurs themselves. Yeah, and obviously they have to trap him on, shoot mm. him with darts, and basically save the day. And I do like the fact that uh, when they two take them back, they've got like an arsenal of fucking battleships following oh, yeah. it. Like, if Just anything goes this. wrong, we're going to blow this motherfucker mm. out of the ocean. I do like that uh, aspect of it. I do like you get to see the mm. footage of them taking them away and back onto the island where you get to see more dinosaurs. Some we haven't even seen yet. Like all the pterosaurs. Yeah, and we get the last shot of obviously the two T-Rexes with the baby. Mm. And you get the pterosaur ro- like squawking. Yeah, pterodon flies down. And it squawks to end the movie. I do like mm. that. It's like each scene tries to one-up itself in this movie, which is so fucking good. It's still, again, it's still at the moment my least favourite of the JP mm. movies, but it's just, like, isn't, I don't see anything it's bad. It's still good. It's still like a popcorn mm-hmm. flick. It's still entertaining to watch. Uh, there's still a lot of really cool things to this, thanks to these chase scenes, mm-hmm. essentially, which are pretty cool to watch. And it's just really cool to see uh, Jeff Goldblum mm-hmm. get the main star this time. Oh, yeah. Uh, because More it, Jeff it, Yeah, even if he's not the same as he was in part one. It's, it's called, still Jeff Goldblum. It's still Jeff Goldblum on screen. <laughs> like, I mean, there's that one scene I laughed at with you uh, mm-hmm. when um, he's on the that fucking like, lift in the air. And he's dangling. He's like, oh, I need to go back down there. Ropes himself up. And when you hear him go down, <laughs> it sounds like he's literally like falling through every single tree branch mm-hmm. on the way down. You're just expecting to hear the scream, ow, me fucking leg, <laughs> on the way down, but you don't, which is quite funny. Um, it's just it's just so good. I, 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 obviously, I like the hunting plot. I like, obviously, that there's, that there's two sides to this argument. There's mm-hmm. the side that are there just to rescue people, 
but that that person's there just mm. to monitor dinosaurs. Like the two sides of men. And then you got the side that's there just to capture them mm. and take them back so they can have a zoo in the city. It's funny you you've seen that the zoo fails on an island where there's no one there. Oh yes, bring it to a, a city full of people. Mm-hmm. Let's make a zoo in the city full of dinosaurs, which have already been proven to murder people. Not just in a park, in an open space in general. Mm-hmm. Like it's been proved twice now that it's not safe to be around these dinosaurs, and yet they want to make a zoo out of it. And it's like. And of course, they never learn because they all exactly. Just... It just continues. It's like, how the fuck mm. have you not learned by now that? Yeah, okay, you can say the excuse for Jurassic World is the fact that it's more modern. They've got mm-hmm. the technology to try and keep them at bay. Well, yeah, but you've just made fucking genetically engineered dinosaurs, yeah. so you you need to uh, plan for that aspect. Like, you basically, your stuff is there for normal dinosaurs, stuff that can't mm. really fight back, and yet... You get one that can camouflage itself, is intelligent, and is like pretty much all the OP dinosaurs exactly. in one. But so we'll get to that when we get yeah, to that. Yeah, we'll get to that in like two movies time. So it's yeah. it's, it's like, hey, the fuck I've not learned. I mean, as you say, this is like the e- ending of the movie and they've, they've mm. already seen two things. They've already lost people on Island Sauna. Uh, is this one and this one? No. Uh, no yeah, yeah, Nebula is the first. Mm. Is the first one. Yes, yeah, so the Island Sauna, you've already seen they've lost people there. And obviously you've like seen them lost... <laughs> you've seen <laughs> them lost people on the... Obviously the, the original <laughs> island. Just so like, okay... Yeah, bring them back to civilization, you dumbasses. Mm. Uh, it is a shame we've yet to see the other islands. That's true. Because we never get to see them. I mean, we do in the games, in the mm. Jurassic World Evolution games, you do get to see the other islands and how they are in terms of weather and whatnot. Mm. But it's a shame that, because this instantly shows the islands, because the first one doesn't, does it? doesn't mention it apart from one island. Mm. And it's like, oh no, we have Site B. And it's like, it points at a map and it's, you see the five islands. Which is like, uh, they refer to as like five islands of death, don't they? Mm. Uh, the locals. So uh, it's a shame we only get to see the first two. Uh, I think the first one we get to see more than anything. Yeah. First film, two Jurassic Worlds, and then this one we get to see two films. Uh, but it is strange the fact that it's never mentioned like before this. So it's like, oh yeah, there's another island. Then at the start, it's like, oh yeah, we had another island as backup. You know, it's when we make the dinosaurs and everything, but. Why are you breeding them on this island as well? Mm. You, you've literally explained that like, this intricate detail of, oh, we breed them on one island, transfer them to this island, into the park. Yeah, but we clearly saw in the first one you were breeding the dinosaurs there as well. Yeah. So why are you doing it in both locations? Is that there just Maybe for the tourists? Like, yeah. I think because it's, it's mm. on that tour, isn't it, when mm. they spin around? So that's the only thing I can think of is that is just like the tourist attraction version. Mm. Like, that's like the micro version. That's what I do all the smaller dinosaurs that are easy to transport. Yeah. All the bigger ones. I've done it elsewhere. That's the only thing I could think of realistically yeah. is how, how they did that. Um, I, I don't think that... See, I, I think the soundtrack again by John Williams is really good in this. Mm. I just don't think it's as good as the first one. I think this is the idea of it's hard to top perfection. Mm. <laughs> and he doesn't hear... I mean, you still got the classic theme in there. you still got some other yeah. renditions of it. you still got these other music. But I just don't think it's... It's not the film, song. it's not it's not the same as the first. Mm. It's good, but it's not great. Yeah. It's the, probably the best. Like if they did change the theme a little bit. Like thing. altered it slightly. Like every Avengers one. There's a slight it's... change in the, yeah. the like an instrument slight change like, to make it sound a bit mm, different. Yeah, the sim- you've got the simple one, then you've got Forge, then you've got Portals. Yeah, it's like a slight, it's like the slight, yeah, it's still within that song, yeah. but there's a slight changes mm. here and there. Uh, to make it different 
I do. I do find it funny that they say portal. So I kept making mm. jokes in this one. It's like the start of this movie is basically Predator One. <laughs> the end is Predator Two. Portals is made by the the guy. The the, the song wise uh, composed by the same guy who made the soundtrack of Predator. Oh. So that's a fun fact there for you, Hayden, for today. Wow. Fun, fun fact of the day for you there. I'm learning. Yeah, you, you are I learning. Never learn, yes, you you never learn. Like never learn to cross the road. <laughs> Matter of time, she's almost got herself killed. Um. I'm going to be the one then, then, then to bring you down, aren't yeah, I? You are. You finally get your car. <laughs> you didn't learn. Um, but yeah, it's, a, it's, it's an entertaining mm. popcorn flick. That's a good, fun sequel. But like most sequels, yeah. doesn't live up to the original. But unlike most sequels, is better than most sequels. Yeah, definitely. Like, uh, if you think of it, cause, you know I me, mean, I gave Jaws a 10. Okay, Jurassic Park 10. Jaws 2 mm. was nowhere near Jaws 1, but it was still entertaining. Whereas I think Lost World is a bit better because it still has every aspect from the first one. It has the same director, same mm. composer. It's got, uh, again, a lot of the same cast coming back. Yeah, they've got new cast coming in. Uh, but it's not the exact same as like Jaws mm-hmm. 2 was to Jaws 1, where it's just like oh, the sharks coming in. It still people. feels like the same film. It still feels like the same film, but mm. it's not the same at the same time. Like it's, it's the same. Yeah, they're on a new mm. island. The same concept dinosaurs on the island but unlike say Jaws when it's just still mm-hmm. following people uh, it's spread out the island's open it's like a hunting mm-hmm. range it's like a safari but essentially it's a different take on it's a different concept. take on yeah it's exactly it's a different mm-hmm. take on the same concept it's not it's the same feel but it's not mm, fully the same because it's as you say the first one's a park this is more of a safari guide mm-hmm. which is pretty is a lot different but it's still the same it's still dinosaurs yeah. at the end of the day whereas I say you look at Jaws 1 and 2 yeah Second one maybe about boats I and mean, mm. the kids been on boats, but uh, it's still a shark hunting an, uh, people mm. on an island. So it's still basically the same film, just bigger, mm. but not as good. Whereas this is the same film, again on a bigger scale, just not as good, but still better than what Jaws two was mm. to Jaws. If you get what I'm saying there, I get yeah. Um, it's like throughout the entire film, it's also good to see two different sides of men. They got the obviously compassionate side and the good guys. The bad guys, it's more bad guys. It's more like the greed. Yeah, money mm. and just the power over an extinct life, animal. Yeah. Oh yeah, exactly. Exactly. Exact word there. Mm. Power over life itself. Wanting to play God and stuff. So I mean, they do use the quote of extinct animals do not have rights. Yeah. So we can do whatever the fuck we want. Mm. Which is yeah, okay, mm. kind of true, but you still shouldn't legally. Oh, that's right. Yeah, le- ethically. Not yeah, right. exactly. Which is how they sort of look at it here. Mm. Is legally, yeah, it's correct, but ethically, no, mm. don't. Why are you? Leave them to it. Exactly. Um, I feel like we've uh, put our point across here. Mm-hmm. I think we're at the right point in time-wise. I'm pretty certain. Yeah. I mean, we did it, even though I took this a bit cut here. Just, I feel like there's still been about 30, 40 minutes here. Um. So let's get a rating, shall we? Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, Jurassic Park gave the Dragon's Egg the top mark, ten out of ten. Ten out of ten. Again, I've, I said this mm. earlier. I don't think there's a bad Jurassic Park movie. Yeah. I don't think they're terrible. They're still entertaining. Uh, I don't. Each one will have something that could be called a flaw, but it doesn't impact the film. In a yeah, bad there's way. still some great. There's still mm. a lot of great aspects to it that make it a fun to watch movie, mm. especially if you want to sit through all of them back to back. It's, it's some films as they go along they get as if they drop heavily and mm. you can get like four out of tens like they can get really like Jaws 
Uh, first one, incredible. Second one, okay, it was okay follow-up. It was above average. Then they started going, dropping below the mm. five marks and they went far down. Whereas I don't think this drops below a certain mark, yeah. personally, this franchise, which is why I'd give The Lost World Jurassic Park a uh, silver egg, which is an eight out of 10. Mm. Because I think, as I said, I don't think that he's dropped below a mark. And spoiler alert, this is the mark. Mm. I don't think anything drops below that. They are really entertaining to watch. Plus, come on, it's fucking dinosaurs. Yeah. It's dinosaurs in a big budget. You know, you've got all these fucking low-budget, shitty movies. Mm. I've seen a lot of them uh, over the years, and they're just terrible. But it's there's still that aspect of, oh, there's dinosaurs in there, so that's the only like good thing. Whereas mm. these aren't, because they're done on a really good budget with people who know what the fuck they're doing behind it. Fucking told you as well. Uh, so, yeah. 8 out of 10. Mm. Oh, I think. So you can't give ten goblins here. Mm. It's not a ten goblin situation. Yeah. Is it? Is it? Is it still a goblin situation? How did? I'll say nine. Ten. Yeah. It would have been ten out of ten if Jeff Goldblum was top of it. Of course you but, said that. Mm, because so, he wasn't. So you're going with a gold egg. Oh, yes, golden yeah. Jeff. Golden, golden Jeff. Jeff. A golden Jeff. Oh, I'm going to make that oh I've got to call him gold now. <laughs> I took forever fucking finding a good one last time. I mean, I edited it twice just to get a good fucking image. Uh, so now I've got to do it again. No gold. Great. Mm. Um, okay, so it's a difference in opinion there. Yeah. Uh, uh, there's only, there's only so, some that I can go as high as that. I think it's entertaining. It's entertaining, it's got, but... Got Jeff Goldblum. I, I just don't think it's that level of great. But again, that's mm. where difference of opinions come in, which is always good to have two different sides to an argument. Someone who really enjoyed it someone who enjoyed it but not as much so mm. I do like those there's not a massive divide because that's pretty close I mean if we did the average thing like we used to do it would be mm. like an 8.5 so that that there is showing that it's not too much out of it mm. um, I mean we could bring back the average in for a bit of fun <laughs> half and half <laughs> we're bringing back like, the old school oh, the old school stuff he used half to half an egg half a, half a Jeff <laughs> <laughs> Jeff in the egg oh my God, oh, yes. the, gold, the golden egg with Jeff popping out of it so it's still red. Jeff, Jeff, yeah. Inside is a golden <laughs> Jeff. Yes. Yeah. You fuck it. We'll bring back the half and half situation. So mm. obviously at nine and eight easily brings it to a, the Chatter Cave mm-hmm. overall score of eight point five. Yeah. Fuck it. Yeah, I mean, the last one, the last few have been on the same wavelength mm. anyway. So it's mm. the, the average in there is pretty simple. <laughs> but I mean, yeah. Fuck it. Let's bring back the average in eight point five is an overall for the show. Mm. Um, okay. So is it stupid to ask the MVP? I don't think it's... I think you all know it's going to be. Is it by any chance this beautiful, handsome devil right Definitely, here? Definitely, because it's him. Because <laughs> Jeff Goblin. Mm. He wins it two two films in a row. Yeah. Has anyone, anyone won this award two films in a row? <laughs> Not one. Uh, I don't think so. Mm. Even on the old chat cave, I don't think anyone won it twice in a row. No. Um, but they're not Jeff Goblin, are they? See, it's fun to see this other side of him, but mm. it's just a bit of a shame that it's not the fun side that we used to see. Plus, now we can call him a Dolph. There is that, yes. Uh, I think I think runner up gives the hunter. Definitely. Because the t- as as we said, there's the two sides to him. You said the emotion mm. side of him. You said the side that just wants the power over another yeah. life, another bit, another species. But yeah. then you said the emotional side that cares for and, and respects s- human life. Yeah, who cares for Sarah when uh, he thinks she's injured? He says to like to Ian, "I'm sorry about your men." Exactly. Mm. You're sorry. I'm sorry about your men. Yeah. Because at first he makes a comment and he's he's a bit of an asshole comment mm. and he's like, "Well, he's just sacrificed his life." And he's like. I'm sorry about him. Mm. 
like there is that. So yeah, I feel like the hunter. Uh... Oh, I can't remember his name. Top of my head. Bald guy. The bald guy who was also <laughs> in the Omen remake, who was a priest who got speared yeah. by a fucking uh, cross, I think, in that, or the chapel fucking spike, which is brutal as fuck. As a kid, I always thought he had loads of hair. And then the moment he took his hat off, it was bald. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> I was so confused. <laughs> it, the first shot made look like he had loads of long hair. Yeah. I don't know why. <laughs> um, maybe like a net. I think he had like a netting thing on his. It hat. might have been that. So it might have been That's that. what I thought. It was hair. Uh, okay then. So favorite moment. Ooh. The I'd say the corn, like the fields, the long, the long grass. grass. Yeah, long grass scene. One raptors, the great, but it's cool to see him hunting. Oh, this is fucking tricky. This one is. Mm. In the last one, I instantly was like, "Yeah, I'm going clever girl." This is so tricky because I love the T Rex chasing in the city. Yeah, I love the raptor sequence or the scene when like he actually appears in Seattle. Oh, that one's a good one. Oh, fuck me, this is tricky. Mm. You know what? I'm going to give it to the two T-Rexes that ripped the guy apart. Yeah. I, I love the that. shot in the dark with the rain, the the lighting of it as they come through mm. the trees, the fear on the guy's face, the CGI looking fucking perfect, mm. and then them turning into actual physical animatronics as they're breaking in to the, the, the car and they rip him apart. Mm. And I like that moment for the fact that obviously he's just giving his life so they can live. Like, he didn't mean to. It was that yeah. essentially, but it was by accident. But he's still a hero in my book. So yeah, yeah I'm gonna give it to the T Rex. The, the T Rex sharing a meal. That's mm. what I'm gonna dub it. Um, the lady in the tramp scene. The lady in the tramp scene. Yes, it's just the lady in the tramp scene, just with a man oh instead God. of a spaghetti. <laughs> I like to think there's a chef nearby going, mm. "Hey, my, my human being, not that many balls." I like to think that's does that what God is next to him. And there's like a, a, the cops just waiting, going, any minute now, I'm going to take him hostage. I'm going to take him back to the pound. He's just a raptor with a chef hat on. <laughs> yes, it's a raptor with a chef. Yes, perfect. Fucking perfect. Um, yeah, uh, so that's that. Uh, leave your comments about the Lost World Jurassic Park in the comments below. Like your mm. thoughts, how, if, how you think it compares to the original, mm. uh, if you liked it, if you didn't like it. Um, your favourite moments. Your favourite uh, dinosaur. Your favourite dinosaur? Yes, we're <laughs> going to say that every time. We yeah. want to know your favourite dinosaur. Uh, what, what's your favourite dinosaur, Hayden? Three, two, one. Velociraptor! Are we, are we now best friends? <laughs> I was going to do a joke there when I did, like, said something fake. I just did something stupid, like, but I changed my mind. Uh, oh. Mine's the Carnotaurus. Mm. Mainly because of Dinosaur King. Same reason. Paris. Paris by the I've always liked Paris. So, you, so, you, so which one's your favourite dinosaur? The Velociraptor or the Parasaurolophus? Oh, genuinely it's Parasaurolophus, but I do like, well, the Utah Raptor, because I'm, you know, yeah. anal about it, because the Velociraptor's actually fucking tiny, like little Labradors. But the Utah Raptor, which is like the, genuinely yeah. the same size as what these ones are. So you've gone for more of a herbivore. But yeah, you do I like, like the carnivore. I did like carnivore. But I love my Carnotaurus because of Dinosaur King and mm. because of the film Dinosaur where they're the actual antagonists. Mm. Uh, I love Carnotaurus. Love them. And that's why I love the fact they're in Fallen Kingdom. Mm. Oh, hopefully there's fucking Dominion as well. I think they are. Uh, anyway, so yeah, uh, your favourite dinosaur. Tell us that. Mm. Uh, as usual, there's a fucking going to be a con next week and then the week after we will be back for Jurassic yes. Park 3, the end of the Jurassic Park trilogy. 
But obviously, it's not the end of the Jurassic uh, franchise because we mm. do still have the Jurassic World franchise to start covering after that. So yeah, we'll, in two weeks, we'll do Jurassic Park 3. Mm-hmm. So uh, until then, yeah, if you want to see more Hayden, you can check out the Hayden show, uh, which should be coming to an end at this mm. point now. Uh, and then it'd be next month, uh, which is obviously the start of June. We start Series 3. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think it's the very start of June. It's like a week into June or the second Sunday in June. I think it's the, the idea I'm going for. Just so we can, in, just in case we don't get these done in time, mm. uh, since we'd have to, to do two at a time. So now, obviously, that's part three is an easy one for the fact that it's only an hour and a half to watch, whereas the next two are like two hour movies. That's like four hours there, plus two, like two hours in terms of recording. Mm. So six hours there, we're going to have to spend like on a day doing that. Uh, so yeah. We'll we'll see with the Hayden Show series three if that time wise mm. it might be even longer wait but it shouldn't be it should be June so you can check that series two out and series one again Christmas specials bit weird to watch now mm. uh, don't be my mum and watch Christmas uh, movies in October watch them in Christmas yeah. Um, yeah so yeah uh, we will see you next time yeah say bye bye by baby T-Rex. <laughs> <laughs> So the same, right? More or less. Same. <laughs> so like a dog getting a... I don't know what the dog happens to this dog. Oh, Craig. <laughs> you getting boned by Craig. <laughs> oh, getting back in the slammer. <laughs> <laughs> it's a tap dance you this, you bastard. <laughs>